Welcome to Recloseted Radio, the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing sustainable apparel company, or looking to make a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and each week I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Recloseted Radio. This is going to be the last episode of this year. The next time you hear my voice, unless you listen to previous episodes, of course, will be in the new year. So it's kind of exciting. And I also feel like this has been a year. And I feel like you probably resonate with that. And a lot of other people probably are thinking about that, too. So I wanted to take you a little bit behind the scenes. Our previous Q3 behind the scenes did really well. So I wanted to take you behind the scenes again. And this time we're going to talk about how 2020 went, what we're going to be doing for 2021. And hopefully that also sparked some inspiration for you and your business. In the last episode of Recloseted Radio, so episode 56, I talked about the importance of recapping this year and then looking forward to the next year. In the spirit of walking the walk and taking my own advice, I wanted to walk you through our 2020 recap. So celebrating our wins, reflecting on some improvements that we may want to change up in our business, and then also the contingency plan. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, make sure you go back, listen to episode 56, and then use that as a guideline to how you can really Get ready and prepare yourself for the next year. Kicking things off with wins, I am definitely someone that used to not fully celebrate wins and that's why I'm so passionate with every single brand that works with us and just every single person in our community that when you have a win or you get a result you're proud of or just even something that used to be challenging for you and all of a sudden isn't, you need to take the time to celebrate it because Otherwise, you're just going to be reaching for that next goal post and then you'll kind of reach your end goal, which is great, but then you'll have missed the entire journey to get there. So it's so important to celebrate your accomplishments no matter how big or how small you think they are. For us, I am super proud of the amount of impact and the brands we got to work with this year. I mean, Even amidst a global pandemic and the economy tanking, we were able to help launch almost 10 brands. And these 10 brands have done so well. They have really kicked off in terms of sales. They were able to pivot and do launch events even amidst COVID. Obviously, it was virtual and they were just like really creative with how they went to market, but really proud of the brands we were able to help. And then on a one-on-one perspective, I totally thought when COVID first hit back in March that we weren't going to get any more consulting revenue for the rest of the year. And I had this total anxiety attack and panic attack. And I think a lot of other businesses felt that too. Like they were probably not going to make any more sales this year or the whole world was going to crumble. Anyways, so I talked myself out of it. I coached myself out of it. And I feel like a lot of you guys did as well. And it is really important to remember that the economy is cyclical, right? Things are going to be great and then things aren't going to be great and it's up and down and that's okay, but you just need to be prepared for it, which is why a contingency plan is so important. 
And I'll talk about our contingency plan and any updates I made shortly. But anyway, so I talked myself out of it and then I went back out there, right? Like we still had a few inbound stuff come in in May and June and that's when things started to pick back up again. But like for a solid two months in March and April, it was really, really quiet. And I just really used that to decompress and really be more present and if I'm honest our whole team was kind of uh, burning the wire a little bit so it was a really good reset and it was a really good time to do a few things that had been on our to-do list for a while. So long story short basically those two months were also a win because it just showed us that you know sometimes it is good to take pause and then even admits uncertainty, things will happen again. And we were able to sign quite a few high-ticket clients towards Q3, Q4, which has been amazing. And it's such a better fit. I think I I talked about it in a couple of other episodes, but we did lose a couple of higher-ticket clients just because of COVID. And when I look back now, honestly, it wasn't that great of a fit anyways. And You know, they were trying to do sustainability consulting, but it kind of was a little bit like pulling teeth. So in hindsight, it actually all works out. I feel like it always usually does. And the break was just really needed. So long story short, really happy with the amount of brands we've helped launch and scale this year. Really happy about the fact that we went through a couple really, really dry months, but then used it as opportunities to rest, recharge, and really rethink about our strategy. And then really excited and proud that we came back swinging and really knocked it out of the park Q3 and Q4. Like honestly, I did not think we would end the year the way we are in a positive way. Like I thought our revenue and our profit was for sure not going to be anywhere close to what I thought it would be at the end of 2019. And so I'm super grateful and super thankful that it worked out. So that's definitely a win for us. And to celebrate this year, we're definitely going to be taking a good chunk of time off in the holidays. And I feel like for those of you listening, you're probably like, okay, that seems pretty standard. Um, But to be transparent, last holiday, I honestly worked pretty much the whole time except for the 25th, like on Christmas. But all the other days I was literally working and it was just really not great because come January 1st, I was already so burnt out and exhausted. So this holiday season, I'm going to be taking off like a solid week or maybe a week and a half, depending on how everything goes. But we're going to aim for a week. And then also we're trying to get the team off the same week too. So everyone can just like shut off and just really recharge and rest and decompress. And then in addition to that, you know, immediately after we had a win this year, I really made it intentional to have a celebration after. So it doesn't look like having a party because obviously we can't have parties right now. And it also doesn't look like buying yourself something, but it just looks like treating yourself, right? So however you like to treat yourself, then make sure you just take the time or the resources you need to do that. And if you're not sure about how you can celebrate or treat yourself, don't worry because honestly, I kind of struggled with this too and I always thought it was a little silly because I was like, oh, I don't really want to go out and buy myself like a handbag because that's just not really who I am. And I also don't really want to go and go to the spa or like do an extravagant vacation because 
that just isn't also who I am. Like I'd rather just like do that if I want to do it and not because it's tied to some sort of reward or outcome. Anyways, so I recently came across this article where they were talking about how you should also do the five love languages, but to yourself. And if you don't know what the five love languages are, it's essentially ways you can show love. And typically, it's been used for like a romantic partnership or even in friendships. So it's all about how you receive and how you give love. And there's five different ways, which are Words of affirmation, so saying nice things or sweet things to people. Quality time, which is essentially just spending quality time with people. Acts of service, which is doing things for people or helping people whenever you can. And then there's gifts, so that is literally just, you know, giving people things. But it doesn't have to sound as superficial as it is. I have a few friends that are gifts as one of their love languages and they always kind of feel weird saying it, but I'm like, it doesn't matter, you know? Like, it's not like you have to go out and buy things. Like, you could gift, like, a banana bread that you baked, you know? So anyway, so there's gifts. And then the last one is just physical touch. So, like, if you like to give hugs or if you like to hold hands with your romantic partner, whatever. So anyways, those are the five love languages. And the article was just talking about how we always think about how we apply them to other people, but it would be really cool to apply it to yourself. And I've been doing that. So what that looks like for me is sometimes one of my celebratory wins is spending quality time with myself outside in nature because I really like that. And so maybe it's like a hike or maybe it's a trail walk in my neighborhood, whatever that looks like. And then for physical touch, it could look like a massage appointment or it could look like giving yourself an at-home facial or it could look like just like working out or doing some yoga. It could just look like that. And then for gifts, obviously, you can buy yourself whatever you want. I think that would also be great if that's one of your love languages. So like just think about that as well. Like I think that's always helpful, a little bit of a framework to think about how you can celebrate your wins and then also how you can fill your own cup at the same time because I'm always a big advocate of that. You always want to make sure you fill up your own cup before you fill up others' cups. So yeah, I went on this huge tangent. I hope that's okay. But TLDR, been celebrating wins and been looking at how I can apply the five languages to myself because I just find that it's an easier way for me to organize my wins and really figure out what I need in the moment. And then if you listen to episode 56, you'll know the next part is reflecting on improvements. So after you've celebrated your wins, reflect on your improvements. And I think for us and for me in particular this year there's a couple really big lessons I learned the first one being that I really need to trust myself more and I think that trust is built up over time and as you become more of a seasoned entrepreneur and as you get more experience under your belt you you really just start to trust your gut a little bit more but you know this year I just to give you an example, I enrolled in this mentorship course and this program and some of the stuff they were teaching in the program made a lot of sense and I applied a lot of those principles and got a lot of results from it. So that was great. But then there were other parts of the program where I was like, "Mm, I'm not really sure if that's going to work for my community and my audience. And, you know, like, I'm not really sure if this is going to apply and if it's going to land well. 
but the person I was learning from, like the person teaching the content and the program, I really respect and I really look up to. So I was like, you know what? She knows what she's doing. She's a multiple seven-figure entrepreneur, so she knows what she's talking about. So you know what? I'm just going to do it and see what happens. And so I implemented the thing she was talking about. And unsurprisingly, I think it just it didn't land and it didn't work out the way I thought it would. And I think that's just a testament that, you know, sometimes people will teach you things, but it's up to you to determine if that makes sense for you, your target community and your business. Because at the end of the day, no business is the same. And there's some concepts that make sense and some concepts that are kind of the same across the board. But then there are others where it's like you need to think and really identify if it's going to work for you. And as an entrepreneur, it's always important to trust yourself and trust your judgment. And it's not going to happen right away, especially if you're a new entrepreneur, because you may not have that level of trust built up with yourself yet. But as you get more experience, I think it is really important to start trusting yourself more. And that's definitely one of the lessons I learned this year. Like, I've been doing this for a few years now, so I know what I'm doing. And I really know my target audience and like the people that we're serving really, really well at this point. So really recognizing that I need to start to trust myself more and yeah, like continue obviously to be open to feedback and mentorship and advice from other people, but also thinking critically though before we implement things and really assessing if it's going to work for us and not just blanket applying everything just because this person says it's great or it works for X entrepreneur. So yeah, I think trusting myself is definitely one of the lessons I've learned this year. And then the other thing I really want to continue to improve upon next year is just around delegating and deleting. And it is something I already talked about in our last behind the scenes episode. But yeah, just learning that with everything on my plate and everything on my team's plate, what can we delete, right? Like what is not going to move the needle in our business? And it's just work that we've created just to be busy. And, you know, we can try to delete it as much as possible. And then what is a work that we do not have to do and we can outsource or get someone else to do? And especially for me, when my time is becoming increasingly valuable, like how can I get some stuff off my plate that I don't even like doing or I'm not even good at doing and get someone else to do it? And it's something that I'm definitely still working on because I am someone that is kind of a control freak and also very much so like, oh, can they do it as good as I do it? But I've talked about it before, like often people will surprise you and if you train them well enough, they may actually find a more efficient way to do something or a more creative way to do something or a more effective way to do something. So yeah, like it's not going to be the end of the world. And in order to scale, you need to be able to outsource and you need to be able to delegate and delete. So those are some of the improvements I was reflecting on for our past 2020 year. And then the last part is just around our contingency plan. And, you know, I keep talking about this. The economy is cyclical. So there is going to be something else that happens again in the future. It may not look like a global pandemic, but it's going to happen again where the economy tanks and your sales might be low and people might be freaking out. So it's really important to have a plan in place for the next time that happens. So for Recloseted, I definitely had a rainy day fund and a savings fund. 
So we were okay for those two months wherein sales were lower in March and April. But the part of the contingency plan that didn't work out was just around the fact that like I only had savings and I didn't really have anything else. So for me as an entrepreneur, this is my first time running a business through an economy crash and I really just didn't have the mindset for it. And it was really scary. And I always think that your first time going through it is always the worst. But as I talked about in the last episode, where I referenced the fact that Stephanie Osler that came on to Recloseted Radio and compared a 2008 financial crisis to our COVID crash earlier this year, she kept a journal and she really talked about the emotions she was going through and she really just documented this whole process. That was something I really took to heart and I started journaling and documenting my process so that the next time something like this does unfortunately happen, I can look back on it and just remember that You know, last time it was really bad too and things worked out and we were able to get out of it and that can serve as a beacon of hope the next time, right? And also make you just feel like the sky is not falling. And the most important thing is that you as a founder and as a leader, like you really need to know that so that you can also calm and really be able to message that to your employees and also to your community and the people you're helping. So yeah, like I think it's important obviously to have savings and a plan as well to drum up sales. But the other important thing too is to have the mindset for it. And that that's just quite frankly something we didn't have. And that's not to my fault or to anyone's fault. It's this literally the first time we've been operating through a pandemic and through a global crisis. So Yeah, like I think the journaling was really helpful. And if you haven't already, I would encourage you to do so because it's going to happen again. It's not going to look like a pandemic or a disease per se, but the economy is going to go down again. So you want to make sure you have that documentation so that it can serve as a beacon of hope when you may need it to. So those were some of the wins and, you know, how we're celebrating and then me reflecting on some improvements and then me talking about a contingency plan because I did want to walk the walk and go through some of my suggestions in our last episode. But then another thing I wanted to talk about is just some of the key lessons I learned this year and I hope that it is helpful for you. The first one that I learned this year is the fact that everything works out. And I referenced this already earlier in the episode where, you know, in March and April, sales were basically gone down to zero. And for a lot of our clients and for a lot of other friends of mine in the industry, it was a similar story. But then in May and in June and then over the summer, things started to pick back up again. And, you know, people did get a lot of rest and they got a lot of recovery and they were able to pivot and they were able to strategize. And it turned out kind of to be a bit of a blessing in disguise, this slower time for us. So yeah, I think even in times of uncertainty and in times of a lot of misfortune and a lot of negativity and a lot of awful things going on, at the end of the day, everything always does work out. And it's something that I like to remind myself of. And I think that it might be helpful for you to really keep in the back of your mind as well. Another lesson is the fact that simplicity is key. And whenever possible, you always want to simplify things. If you make things difficult, it's just going to take you more time that you may or may not have. 
potentially cost you more money because your employees are going to have to work at things longer. They may also have to fix things if there's anything that's breaking. And then also for your customers or for your clients, it might be really hard for them to understand as well, and you might lose sales. So whenever possible, simplify, simplify, simplify. And that is definitely something I've been thinking about the last half of this year. Like, how can we make it easier for ourselves and also for other people? I also wanted to share some leadership tips because one of my big goals in 2020 was to become a better leader. And it's not going to happen in one year, obviously. This is something that I'm going to continue to work on. But I've been reading a lot of books on the topic. I listened to a lot of podcast episodes. I also worked in corporate for quite a few years and really saw how, you know, what to do, like what a good manager did and what a bad manager did. So there's all these things I've been gathering over the past few years and I wanted to share some of them with you because if you're in business, you need to be a leader, right? Like you're going to have employees you're hiring, you're going to be creating company culture. So it's really important to study up on this, especially as you scale. And for me, One of the big things I really learned was the importance of having empathy and compassion for the people you're working with and the people you hire. There's so many stories in leadership books about, you know, like treating the people you work with as humans and understanding that they may need a break sometimes or they may need a little bit of leeway and just having that empathy and that compassion. And whenever I was reading that in books, I would be like, okay, that seems like a given, like treat people (laughs) with respect and with kindness. But the fact that they talk about it a lot in leadership books maybe just shows that it's not a given sometimes. So just wanted to remind you guys, like treat the people you work with, with with love and with care because at the end of the day, they're helping you build your vision and you guys are all on this mission together to achieve whatever goal your company is setting out to do. So make sure you just treat them with respect and take care of them. Another big thing when it comes to leadership is communication and transparency. When you're a leader, sometimes you can have the vision in your head. And then when you tell people to do things, they'll come back and then it's like completely different from what you wanted to to be. And one of the really helpful books I read was Brene Brand's Dare to Lead. And in that book, she talks about painting done. So when you outsource or delegate work, it's really important to tell them, of course, like why you need to do this and why you've gotten them to do it or why you're asking them to do it. What does the task look like? And at the end, really important for the person that you're outsourcing it or asking to do the work, repeat back what done would look like. And then you'll see that if your picture of done in your head matches what they've just said, then it's, it's clear and it's transparent and you've communicated it effectively. So that's been something that's really helpful and just eliminates a lot of back and forth and unnecessary work and just time across the board, right? So communication is so important and transparency is really important as well. I used to be like, okay, maybe I don't need to tell the team like everything that's going on in the business. But if you don't tell your employees everything that's happening, how are they going to know how to help you? And how are they going to understand why you're making the decisions you're making? I've started telling people, you know, when things are bad, like how bad they are and how we're going to get out of it. And, you know, even when things are good, like how good it is, how we got here, what's worked. 
How can we continue this trajectory? I think it's really important to share what's going on in the company and do so in a really transparent and respectful manner so that your employees understand the vision, they understand where things are going, and then they can also give you feedback because sometimes when you're working on your business, you're just thinking about it and you're the only person knocking around ideas in your head. And it's also helpful to get another perspective. And then for us at Recloseted, like I really want to make sure everyone's mental health and workload looks good. So we use ClickUp and I talk about ClickUp all the time, but we're going to have a link for you down below if you want to check it out. It's our project management tool and we put all our tasks on the platform. We just brain dump and vomit it out and then we assign it to every single person so that everyone knows what they're responsible for. We assign a due date. And we discuss the due date as well to fit around what's going on in their lives and also what other projects and workload they're doing. And then we also prioritize. So if one week looks really, really hectic, we'll just go in and say, okay, this is top priority. This is medium priority. And you know what? If you don't get these things done, it's not the end of the world. We can always do it next week kind of thing. And it's just been a really, really helpful tool for us to manage all the things we do and all the things that need to get done and make sure that everyone is still not burning out and not like burning the midnight oil and so yeah I think managing workload and really thinking about people's livelihoods and really taking care of your people that are working for you is so important and if you're a brand that is looking to scale I would highly recommend you look into our conscious apparel accelerator program because I definitely am revamping some of our leadership modules and our team building modules because honestly, like as I learned, I also want to share our new learnings with you. So yeah, if you're thinking about looking into CAA, I'm going to have a link down below. You can get a free ebook if you sign up for a wait list. And yeah, like it's so important, like I talked about, to really make sure you always finesse and improve your leadership skills. Because even if you're a creative or even if you're something, someone that doesn't even care about leadership, by being an entrepreneur, you're going to be leading people and getting people inspired and motivated by your vision. So it is so important to always, always try to become a better leader. The last big lesson I learned, and this is something that I heard Natalie Ellis talk about on a podcast episode, but you know, she said she was unavailable for burnout. And I was driving and I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And she talked about how she always tries to be at 80% capacity versus 100 because when she's at 80%, there's still room for creativity and for innovation. Whereas if you're maxed out and you're at 100% capacity, there's no room for anything. And there's honestly barely enough room to even delegate or think about moving things off your plate without spilling over and potentially burning out. So I've really tried to really maintain an 80% capacity. And it's been really, really hard, honestly, because I'm someone that's not used to this. I'm honestly someone that likes to pile work up, keep busy and work because I love what I do. Um, so that's 80% capacity thing has been definitely a new reality for me and it's something I'm still working on. But I definitely do recognize though I am unavailable for burnout. I do not want to burn out again. So I'm really intentionally trying to only operate at 80% capacity, which means delegating whenever possible and then deleting, which I already talked about. 
So that was my recap of 2020, a few lessons I've learned, a few thoughts I had, and I hope that you enjoyed this. Like if you have any thoughts about 2020 or any really tips or lessons, I would love to hear them. You can send us a DM at Recloseted or you can send us an email to hey at recloseted.com. And honestly, it's it's been a year, like I talked about at the beginning of this episode. And I think the fact that I'm healthy, my family members are healthy, my friends are healthy, and hopefully the same goes for you. I think that we can just all be really grateful for that and then know that it can only go up from here, you know, and with all of your learnings from this past year, I think it's going to make you such a stronger leader and such a stronger entrepreneur. So really, really keep that in mind that even when times are tough and things look like they're bottoming out and there's no light, you can only go up from there. And I think that this year is definitely a testament to that. I know a lot of our clients are rebounding and coming back stronger than ever, which is amazing. We've definitely surpassed our goals this year, even though I really thought we wouldn't. So really, really remember that. And you're going to come out of this so much stronger. So in conclusion, I can't wait to see what the next year brings for us and I really hope that, you know, this year you learned a lot of lessons and you were able to reflect on it and document it. But then also you had some blessings in disguise and you had some wins that you can celebrate. I can't wait to see what you get up to next year and feel free to DM us or email us. I really want to hear from you guys, share any of your lessons or even share what you're looking forward to in this next year. And we will see you really soon, or I guess I will talk to you and you'll hear from me (laughs) again in January. But until then, feel free to follow us on Instagram at Recloseted. We're still going to be posting. And I wanted to wish you a really great holiday season this year with your loved ones. I hope that you get to relax. I hope that you get to recharge and have a really great start to 2021. We'll talk to you again in the new year. Take care. And that was today's episode. If you enjoyed it and you took a lot out of it, it would be greatly appreciated if you could take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag us at Recloseted. Additionally, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe because new episodes will be automatically downloaded. And it also helps us as well to continue to provide this podcast for free to you and continue to share all of these valuable resources. If you haven't already, also make sure you rate Recloseted 5 stars if you think we deserve it and write a positive review. That really helps us as well. Together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.